And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. It's brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock as well, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. We talked to today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest, a farmer from Lemberg, about 125 kilometers northeast of Regina. Our weekly update on grain markets features PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Picallo, who discusses today's latest USDA crop production report. We look at construction progress in the $20 million Avena Foods plant being built just south of Regina at Rowett. Real Agriculture looks at pulse crop production. We hear from a farmer at Highest, north of Yorkton, and his harvest. And we have a look at the harvest in west-central Saskatchewan around Kindersley. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. Today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest is Lemberg Area Farmers, Cher and Bob Ballas. Lemberg is about 125 kilometers northeast of Regina. Bob Bellis farms about 600 acres and says harvest is nearing completion. He says this week's frost caused no crop damage. Uh, no, no, none at all, I don't think. And it, I think it only hits zero here anyway, so. How's harvest going? Uh, harvest is going good, yeah. So far, so good. What percentage would you be done? Oh, I'm done 90%. and hope to wrap up tomorrow anyways. What type of yields have you had so far? Uh, the yields have not been that good. Uh, I just got wheat and canola, and uh, well, the wheat might have hit average, probably not, and uh, canola is below average. Describe the growing season. That was pretty dry, dry and warm. Even uh, in spring there, it didn't uh, canola didn't germinate that good, and then didn't get much rain, and then the heat, and then that windstorm didn't help. Sounds like weather was a big problem on the farm this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a nice summer to be at the lake, but for farming it wasn't that great. Not here anyways. What kind of impact has COVID had on your farm? Oh, I don't think it really had any. It uh, just makes a difference when you go into town and get parts and stuff. It's not, I mean, you can still get them and all. It's just different, eh? Bob and Cher Ballas of Lemberg are today's 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest winners. Lemberg is about 125 kilometers northeast of Regina. Canola prices are up again this week, but wheat is trending downward. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Picallo says canola is up about $5 a ton for the week reflecting rises in U.S. oilseed prices. Well, Jim, starting off with the canola market, we saw the November contract reach a high of almost $515 a ton. And today we are up again another $5 a ton, close to that $515 as well. So like I mentioned last week, I was looking for a continuation of the positive trend in canola. And that definitely seems like that is the case. It is largely due to again the the soy complex being quite strong uh, today soybeans are up approximately 20 cents a bushel on the November contract and soybean oil is higher as well too so both the complex uh, it, it definitely is 
supporting canola prices going forward. Um, talking with clients this week, uh, crops are still good, but maybe not as good as uh, one may have thought before. And a little bit of the frost news this week has definitely sparked more buying on the canola side. So how much is canola up this week from last week and what's happening with wheat? On the canola market, we're up, up over that $5 a ton for the week. And on the wheat front, a little bit different of a story. Wheat is actually down here today a couple cents uh, a bushel on the December contract. And it seems like uh, the wheat market just can't find much to get going when it comes to either uh, the trends or even on the fundamental side for wheat because there is still uh, a large wheat crop expected to come and that is, I would say, putting a little bit of negative pressure on wheat prices. So today there was a USDA report and uh, that's kind of one of the main reasons why we are seeing the soybean market increase is that the weather in the states has definitely affected the crops, both corn and soybeans with in August the yield projections for soybeans at about 53.3 bushels. Uh, now they've been revised to about 51.9 and corn about 181.8 in August, now 178.5. So uh, both of these markets have been in upward directions and I believe that they could keep continuing that uh, kind of coming into the fall months here. So for the week, what happened with wheat, up or down? Wheat actually was down on the wheat and I can see possibly the trend still going lower here. Um, on the, for it comes to the U.S. ending stocks numbers, actually was a little bit higher than expected in the USDA WASDE report today. Uh, so again, I don't think there's very supportive trends for the wheat market going forward. So in summary, the USDA report, what's the take on it? I would say the best way to describe the USDA report was that it was very close to the trade estimates. So there weren't any large surprises. Um, one might think when looking at the market there was a surprise, but it was actually setting up for a little bit of a bullish type of uh, report, and it uh, gave traders kind of confirmation on that. So I think that's, again, why we're seeing uh, some of these grain markets increase today. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with P. Financial in Regina. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com and the Canadian Canola Growers Association. Helping farmers succeed. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. Work is advancing on the $20 million Avena Foods oat processing plant being built just south of Regina at Rowett. Avena Foods CEO Gord Flayton says the new facility is designed to complement the existing Regina operation and double capacity. Well, we've been busy all spring and summer doing our final design work and getting contractors lined up. Uh, and we are we're almost ready to go and we'll be pouring concrete uh, early this fall. Now this would double production for Avena Foods. Just double production, what do you main products? In our oat business, uh, we 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 work in both oats and pulses. We process both, but this is a this is an oat processing facility. Uh, we we buy gluten-free oats from farmers all over Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Manitoba, and uh, we process them in Regina and soon at Rowett into various 
uh, oat products. So rolled oats, oat flour, bran, uh, and oat hulls, uh, to name a few. When do you hope to finish construction of the new plant? We are planning to have the plant operational sometime in the middle of 2021, so next summer. What impact has COVID had on your business? We've been uh, much more fortunate than a lot of other companies. We haven't seen a decline in demand for what we're selling because of COVID. Uh, There's some delays in some food manufacturers, some of their projects where they're wanting to roll out new types of food, new, uh, new consumer products. That has a little bit of an impact on us. The biggest impact is just concern about our staff and our customers and farmers and other suppliers that deal with us. We're, we're just trying to do our part to help keep everybody safe, make sure that nobody gets sick at our, at our plant and keep everybody healthy. When we talked at the start of the year about the new facility being built, you talked about strong demand for gluten-free oats, growth of 10% a year. Is it still seeming that way? Is it still strong? Yeah, we're still seeing double-digit growth like that. Same on the pulse side of the business also. Um, yeah, so these are these are food ingredients that really check a lot of the boxes for what consumers and food manufacturers are looking for. They're, they're very functional. They're highly nutritious. They are plant-based. They are, they're good in so many ways. Uh, they're good environmentally. Uh, also, people are looking for sustainably produced foods, and I, we're expecting to see increased demand over the next number of years to come. Yeah, when we spoke, you, you said gluten-free oats is used in, like, snack foods, health foods, and a dairy replacement? Yeah, the, it's, uh, oats are used in a, in a big variety of uh, food products. So I, I'm sure lots of Lots of people could name quite a few traditional food products. So, uh, I mean, oat, rolled oats have been used as in cereals for decades and maybe even centuries. But some of the recent uses that are seeing big volume use include dairy replacements. So oat beverages uh, that are made using oat flour are becoming really popular, not necessarily replacing dairy beverages directly, but replacing some things uh, that have been on the market for a while, like soy milk and almond milk and, uh, and those kinds of products. So that's been, that's been a really important market for us. Gord, uh, we're talking from, with you uh, at a plant in Portage, but uh, of course you're based in Regina at the Regina plant. What other facilities does Avena Foods have? We have three locations. So we have our, oatmeal in, our existing oatmeal in Regina, we have a pulse processing facility at Rowett. Next door to that is where we're going to build this new oat mill. So we buy pulses into, into our Rowett facility and we clean them. And in the case of peas, we split them. Uh, and then that plant sells directly to some customers and also supplies our third processing plant in Portage, which is a pulse mill. We mill uh, various types of pulses into flowers and grits and fiber products, all intended for for food use. Gord Flayton is the CEO of Avena Foods of Regina. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Today's guest is Sherilyn Phelps. She's the agronomy lead with Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Give us a bit of, a, of an update here. Where, where are we at kind of with the pulse harvest right now? 
Well, you know, we're actually ahead of, of um, you know, the, the five-year average in terms of pulse harvest. About 90% of our peas and lentils are off, so that's a good thing. Nice to see those crops getting in the bin. Compared to last year, where we were so much more delayed, um, this year the hot weather in, in August really brought things in. Now, did that hot weather negatively impact us at all? Um, I think it did. You know, we have fairly good quality right now, and, and that helped with the, the dry conditions and bringing things in kind of evenly. And so far, fairly good harvest weather. But I think the heat at the end of July and the beginning of August blasted some of those top flowers, particularly in peas. Mm. So some of the yield was lost in, in fields that, you know, I think guys were expecting higher yield. And then when they got in there, they weren't quite as high as what they were expecting. Um, some of the seeds are a little bit smaller, too, just because the plants ran out of moisture. Um, so, you know, there is a little bit of a negative effect, but we'll take good harvest and getting things off in good time um, above, you know, huge yields and having quality issues. Yeah, that, that's true. Like, you gotta, you got to take the good and the bad and, and kind of balance it all out. And, and you know, and one of the things when I think of pulse crops, I think of, I think of plant disease. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah. How, how do we make out this year? You know, it started off fairly dry, and then we kind of got all those rains in July. And so disease was uh, was prevalent and it was really quite high risk. A lot of fungicides went on. And I think that's one of the pluses when the heat came at the end of July and into August, it really shut down the disease progression, which was nice. So we're seeing a lot of the, the fields that had disease initially and disease was starting to kind of wrap up. But when that weather switched, it really helped to keep that under control. So that was a good thing from it. Yeah, because one of the big concerns, I remember you and I talking... Uh, it had to be about a month ago. One of the big concerns was there was a you know the, there was lots of biomass, specifically in the lentils, and yes. concerns about you know lack of adversity, what that could mean for the yield uh, of lentils. Uh, we heard the same thing from FarmLink on their their big tour they did across uh, Western Canada. They had some of the same concerns, questions about the lentil yield. What have you been hearing from growers? Um, you know, the big biomass definitely was a concern in August when we were getting those rains and really heavy canopies. And there was some problems with anthracnose definitely in the lentils. Um, but I think that dry conditions again in, in that August and shutting the top off really stressed them out and brought them in more so than we were expecting it to. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of reverse psychology, right? A lot of times we're looking for like ideal conditions, but for the most part, pulse crops really do need that adversity. Why, why is that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, lentils particularly, they almost need that stress. They're an indeterminate crop. So that means as the conditions are, are good for growing, they will keep growing. So they need that stress to kind of switch them into that, oh, we better make some seed now because conditions aren't favorable. Um, better get some reproduction happening and, and produce some seeds. So a lot of our pulses are more indeterminate which is different than the determinate crops. So weather can really play a role. And, and a lot of times with those indeterminate crops, you need some sort of stress that just triggers them to switch gears and get into the reproductive modes. Um, a lot of the breeding has been with um, making these varieties that are, are more determinate, um, shorter seasons, so that you know we're trying to get, get away from needing that extreme stress. But there still is a little bit of stress with some of these that, that does help to bring them in. My my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I always thought that was it was really the case with chickpeas. Is that true? Chick, 
Yeah, chickpeas is another one that's fairly indeterminate and, and a stress will help them as well. And the indeterminate part is also why we don't see much lentils and chickpeas on irrigation. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, we do see them growing under irrigation, but they don't turn the pivots on. <laughs> After kind of July 1st, it's leave the pivots off and, you know, use the moisture just to get them going. Um, so it's not a full irrigation, but they have been growing there. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today. Sunny sky, wind southwest 20, gusting to 40. The high 26, the low 9. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind becoming north 20, gusting to 40 tomorrow afternoon. The high Saturday, 21, the low plus 4. Sunday, sunny, the high 18, the low plus 5. Monday, increasing cloudiness, the high 24, the low 9. Tuesday, sunny, the high 23, the low 6. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 13, the low plus 3. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high near 13 degrees. Normal high for this date, 19. The normal low is 4. The sun rose at 628 this morning. It sets at 721 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Watrous, 26 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay, at 7 degrees. On the roundup, Estevan, 22. Saskatoon, 25. Swift Current, 24. Weyburn, 22. Yorkton is 23. Sunny sky in Regina, 24. That's 75 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southwest at 21, gusting to 36. Humidity, 20%. The barometer dropping, 101.4. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 25 degrees. Winds are from the south-southwest at 22. Once again, Regina, sunny and 24. That's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com We'll have some good harvest weather over the next few days. That's much needed, especially for central and northern regions of Saskatchewan. Tim Johnson and his two brothers farm at Hyas, 275 kilometers northeast of Regina, or about an hour north of Yorkton. The fourth-generation farm is about 10,000 acres. The peas are done. The barley's mostly done. We did seed two quarters of barley late, um, just some new land that we took on that we seeded late in May and they're pretty much ready to go. I think we'll, we'll be on them in the next couple days. Um, and then the wheat is just over half done. We've maybe done 20% of the canola and um, we haven't gotten to the oats yet, but we only have two quarters of oats. Tim says there was a bit of a lull in the Johnson harvest earlier this week. We're butting up against uncured crops constantly, so we probably could be a little farther advanced, but we're trying to limit the amount of grain we dry. So in the next seven days, we'll progress probably well into the 70% if, if the forecast is true and everything looks good, because I think most of our stuff is kind of cured and ready to go. Yeah. Over the last few years, the Johnsons have moved towards a more diversified crop rotation. Not too many years ago, we were basically wheat and canola. 
uh, we've we've changed that up a bit. We've got some oats in this year for the first time in a long time. We've got barley and peas, and then of course the wheat and the canola still. So it changes harvest a little bit having all these different commodities, but it it kind of makes it exciting too. The Johnson Weather Station recorded 130 millimeters, or just over five inches of rain, since May. We had so many rains in July that we would get three, four millimeters you know each day would almost give us a few millimeters so it added up over time but in reality that just kind of kept the plants wet it didn't really soak the ground down and and um, kind of replenish that moisture like you would think it would. Johnson provides this assessment of the 2020 growing season on the farm. I always said this year looked like we had the potential for a bumper crop if we had enough moisture to get us there. Um, we're finding it's not quite as bumper of a crop it's a good crop but um, we're really noticing the ground that can hold the moisture is producing a lot better than the ground that dries out a little more um, we were just a little shy on moisture um, our subsoil moisture has been kind of depleted over the last couple of years and and we haven't really replaced that um, through rains or snowfall like we pull water for our spraying operation out of a lake and um, the lake from where it was two years ago has probably gone down two to three feet it hasn't been this low probably in 20 years um, so that kind of just shows you how short of subsoil moisture we are but you know the rains have made it so we've had an, a good crop but we're on the short side of moisture I would say Tim Johnson and his two brothers farm in the highest area about an hour north of Yorkton. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The pulse crop harvest is pretty much complete in the Rosetown, Kindersley, Elrose area of West Central Saskatchewan. The majority of pulse acres in West Central are lentils, but there are some peas as well. John Ippolito is the Provincial Crops Extension Specialist based in Kindersley. Quality this year has been good. We've had uh, essentially a trouble-free harvest. We haven't had any harvest issues to speak of, so quality is really good for both. Yields, I think most guys are hoping for more, given how the summer started. But currently, I guess what we're hearing is uh, a lot of variability in lentil yields, but at the end of the day, probably going to average out in that 15 to 1800 pound per acre range. Pea yields uh, will be pretty close to long-term averages as well, probably in that 35 to 40 when, uh, when it's all done. Ippolito says growers are monitoring bin temperatures for lentils and peas. A lot of the pulse harvest here was done in the past three weeks with some really high outside air temperatures. So a lot of the grain has actually went into the bin quite warm. Most growers here would use aeration or what we call natural air grain drying on their pulses in particular. Um, they have had the opportunity to cool that grain down and hopefully they've all taken advantage of that opportunity. Uh, ideally, we would like to you know, see that grain cooled down to 10 degrees Celsius as quickly as they could, and, and probably later in October even bring it down closer to zero. Maybe not so much pulses, but I know other grains, talking with guys in the past week, they've got cereal grains that are you know, still in the high 20s, maybe even low 30s in the bin if they haven't cooled it off. 
It was not a widespread issue, but there were instances of aphanomyces in both peas and lentils. We had some areas that had more significant rainfall that had some fairly significant yield reductions in particular because of the pulse crop root rots. It's interesting, a lot of the fields that experienced the challenge uh, were in pulses in 2016 as well, which seems to have been a, a year that had a high incidence of pulse root rots. And obviously those pathogens have carried over and when the rainfalls happened uh, in June, July of this year, we saw the pulse root rots again. So like say, not, not widespread, but in some areas it was quite significant. A field with aphanomyces should not have peas or lentils grown for the next six to eight years. Ippolito says that creates a challenge for farmers in the west central region where those two crops have been an important part of the rotation for quite a few years. There's really no other pulse crop other than peas or lentils that we can slot in that's going to be a kind of a profitable crop for us in most years. That's one of the biggest challenges here. It's uh, We're too dry for soybeans kind of normally. Fava beans, much the same. Uh, water use is higher than what we would normally recommend. Chickpeas... There's maybe opportunity in some of the southern part of the region, and there's a little bit actually being grown this year. I guess we'll see how that works. But historically, we've seen very little chickpea production north of the uh, South Saskatchewan River. John Epolito is the Crops Extension Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. He was a guest on the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Pulse of the Prairies podcast. A new video was released of a well-known Canadian farmer song by Murray McLaughlin, the song originally released in 1972. Saskatchewan singer J.J. Voss and Darlene Tuletta, with special guest Charlie Major have released a new version of The Farmer's Song, taking people back to a simpler time, but with music as relevant today as 48 years ago. The song was released yesterday. It can be heard at the address www.facebook.com slash slash I just suggest just Google J.J. Voss Facebook Farmer's Song. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning at Viterra. Canola rose 310 at 462.47. Number one red spring wheat fell 65 cents at 217.49. The rest were unchanged. Durham 268.22. Feed barley 178.70. Flax 552.85. Lentils $550.50. Oats 173.53. Yellow peas 248.89. And feed wheat 166.16. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures fell three quarters of a cent at 5.34 and three quarters cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotations. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just over 300 on offer at our last Tuesday sale. This cow market was steady to last week. These good cows, 78 to 85. Sales right up to 88 and 50. Bull market was off a little bit. Them, lots of them coming to down. The good bulls, $1.11 to 19. Sales to 123 and a quarter. Yearlings were steady here to last week. 
That's regular sales are from Thursdays only from now. We're pre- uh, receiving Wednesdays anywhere from noon right up till 7.30. Pre-sorted yearling and calf sale here Tuesday, September 29th. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. This has been Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Sig 4 in Brandon, $150.68 per CKG. For the Moose Jaw plant, BP4, TCP4, it's $140 per CKG. The weekly prices, Sig 4, $147.74 per CKG. That's the weekly prices. And for BP4, TCP4, $140 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.